Welcome to Primary Attribute, or a Castles and Crusades actual play podcast. My name is Ian. I'm the castle keeper, and I use they them pronouns. Uh, hi, my name's Adam. I play as Vons. He's the furry little fox folk alchemist friend. Uh, we both use he him pronouns, and Vons is glad that he could dry off a bit, just a little bit, and meet a new friend. I'm Erin. I play Ericene. I use she or they pronouns. Ericene uses she her pronouns. Ericene has made a new friend who is currently uh, puppeting a a skull, um, which is very fun. A plus kitten. I'm Will. I'm Kelly. I play Wealthy Taylor, the wizard, halfling wizard. God. Um. I. I'm sorry. Aaron threw me there. Um, sorry. <laughs> we both use uh, she/her pronouns, and um, Wealthy is very concerned about maybe having to take up a life of performing on stage. And I'm Wit. I play Grix, the kobold illusionist slash mechanic. We both use he, him pronouns. And right now, Grix is uh, in the Dark Mind Palace, as we've discussed. Yeah. We, we haven't discussed that well, yet. Well, we discuss. <laughs> we we, uh, we <laughs> exist outside of this audio that you are listening to. The listeners don't know that. <laughs> there's there's weird. a whole world outside of this space, we promise. You're in it now. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> All right, before we get started with the rest of it, this is your regular reminder to rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. All three or two of them that still do that. It helps people find us, it makes us feel great, and it is just a good thing to do for all your podcasts, so you should do that too. And and when you're not when you're not doing that, go go to primaryattribute.com where where you can click a button to send us a rat. And speaking of sending of us a rat, I have been cruelly bullied into reading this at the start of the episode instead of the end. It's true. By which I mean, people made a good suggestion. So, this letter is from Mark, our only listener who writes it. <laughs> Yay, Hi, it's Mark. Mark! Hi, Mark! We Hi, love Mark. you! Hey! <laughs> Yay, Mark. You too could be the second listener. This is your <laughs> chance, whoever's listening to this right now. Man, when we get a second listener, that's going to be so right. Like... I don't have I don't have a great adjective. I'm sorry. I, I just no, we have like a hundred plus listeners. We just talked about that. Oh right, right. People who play this on loop. We're not really sure, honestly. <laughs> don't know. Well, and that's how corporations handle it, right? For every everyone that writes in, they assume that there must be several more out there who have the same feelings. So, mm-hmm. Mark, you're speaking for the multitudes. Mm-hmm. All right. So, to everybody, subject line. What's up? Hello again, just went from episode 57 to 58 in yesterday's commute. I always figured that the main plot slash story arc would be whatever was is going on with the city's power system, which seems to be manipulated <laughs> or having issues. It's why the group was put together to begin with, been central to their three dungeon adventures, literally the jobs of half the PCs, formed the mystery of Cog's disappearance, and been put forth as an existential threat to the entire remains of civilization left in the world several times. <laughs> It's well, when you put it like that. It's a pretty big Chekhov's <laughs> gun that seems to overshadow everything else in scale and importance. Chekhov's cannon. Yeah. I, I believe this is in response to Mark's last letter where they were like, hey, I think I found the plot. <laughs> Everyone was like, what could you possibly be talking about? <laughs> As I flailed in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Also, for anyone listening, I believe the, we believe those episode numbers are from the overall numbering, including all the side ones, and not whatever episode is in front of this one, because I think we're not actually at 58 yet in terms of like mainline episodes. Yeah, our release schedule, yeah. Yeah, very hard to tell. That or Marcus Psychic, which... Whew! We're not we, ruling that out. Wouldn't that be exciting? we support our Psychic listeners. Mm-hmm. And for our Psychic listeners... Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So without further ado, Aaron, would you like to do the recap, please? Yes, I would. Last episode, Ericene woke up to find herself in the same sort of crystal-lined vat Wealthy and Vons were in last week. Long story short on her, she has a new tentkitten friend slash kidnapper who is certainly being thought of as the kidnappee of the situation by their parent. Bonds and Wealthy looted and graffitoed the room they surfaced in, then wound their way through a series of abandoned tunnels until they found something like the power distribution unit near the Rulodron distillery, but with far fewer conduits attached to it. They continued on until they found a large natural cavern with a large waterfall-sounding rush of water. Being the scooby and shaggiest of the party, they anxiously surveilled the, sur- the ceiling for cephalopods, resulting in Bonds befriending a nearly invisible entity named Gex, who is willing to go up a ladder to investigate a way out in exchange for Vons and Wealthy becoming a new community theater troupe for them. Grix and Kirill talk about how Kirill got to be in the panel or the crystal batteries. Grix's tentacat agreed not to eat the rest of the party if Grix can get them more food that can absorb magic. And Grix sent Bartholomew off with a message to Green and Cog requesting a lot of food then did some experimentation to see what absorbing magic means for food, and it resulted in a truly wild trip for Grix, where he is actually still stuck in a mind maze of dark passages. Mind maze. Mind maze. I'm just going to say I really appreciate the alliteration of surveilling a ceiling of cephalopods. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, sure. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but it... Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we start in that mind maze? Mind maze! Mind maze! Sorry, I'm gonna stop. I know, we're getting all super jail over here. (laughs) So, Grix, you're in a passageway. It extends in front of you and behind you, out of your line of sight, or out of, you know, the range of your dark vision. Although it is dimly lit. It's, you know, eight feet across, 12 feet high, all brick floor ceiling and walls what direction do you go in there's a straight forward forward and backwards are your two options forward. basically forward forward is always forward all right and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna uh i'm gonna whistle a work song i'm doing it yeah get that good echo going yeah so you are whistling along mm-hmm. and you walk for several minutes mm-hmm. and encounter a wall set across the entire passageway it is a pretty standard brick wall you don't see a lot of brickwork in the city sure there's some around yeah so your trained eye it looks pretty solid except for three bricks that are sticking out about inch and a half each forward from the rest of the wall okay what do you do uh i'm gonna inspect those three bricks any markings any indication of make an intelligence check to as you inspect the bricks that would be a 16. Oh, right. The main thing you notice is that the bricks appear to be loose. 
mm-hmm. like fully loose from the mortar around them. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So they can presumably be moved in a way the other bricks cannot, if okay. you were want to do so. And are they in a pattern of some sort? Or are they like linear? They're at different heights and spread horizontally around the wall. You can reach all of them, although the middle okay. one is almost is high enough. You have to kind of go on your tiptoes, but you okay. can get a hand on it. I'm going to try to pull them all out. Okay. So you're pulling them towards you? Yeah. All right. Uh, make a... No. Okay. Um, the hardest one is that one that was high above you, but you pull all three of them out. And as you pull them out, you do notice there's some stuff lining the inside of each of them, or of each of the slots they were in. Oh. But after you, well, I assume, I assume you continue to pull all three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, if they cut, if they keep coming out, I'm going to just pull them yep, all the way out. They keep coming out, yeah. and the wall falls away, oh. topples in front of you. Thinking about Great. it now, and kind of watching as you shifted things, they were, you think they were maybe a little more structurally important. <laughs> Than one might hope for a brick wall. Yeah. But yeah, so you pull them all out. The wall crumbles and you're able to scramble over the fallen bricks. Okay. Do I have any of my stuff with me? Or is this like a, a mind construct of me? You have all of your stuff with you. Okay. And actually, you're an illusionist. Make an intelligence check about how mind palacy this is versus just a place. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that mind palace what did uh, you get? Never heard of it. Uh, uh, nine. Yeah, you got no fucking clue if this yeah, is an illusion or not. Okay, so with that, uh, you continue on forward. The hallway continues ahead of you. And you hit a T-intersection with... Well, you hit a T-intersection, and as you approach it, you can kind of see it in the fuzzy distance of your vision. Again, this whole area is lit by essentially faint torchlight with uh-huh. small torches on each wall at regular intervals, but uh, your foot hits something crunchy on the floor, and you look down, and it is littered with leaves. Oh. They remind you of what you occasionally see if you've ever popped your head out to the outside of the mountain during what you've been told is autumn. Uh Uh Most of them are yellow, but there's some orange and brown and red and such in there too. And as you progress on through, it gets deeper to about ankle height on you. I'm going to collect some because leaves are pretty. Cool. And do you want to do one of these? Press them in a book? They, yeah. <laughs> okay. You collect some leaves. They are three-pointed, much like maple leaves. Hmm. Yeah. And you hit a theater section. You can go left or right. Do I smell anything, hear anything, taste anything in the air? Uh, make an intelligence check. Do I get a, do I get vibes? Vibe check. Vibe check. Oh yeah. There we go. 23, baby. You pick up kind of the smell of like petrichor, like it rained recently, but the leaves okay. have dried off, but you know, the soil beneath yeah. would still you be would damp. would say that. Which is, which uh-huh. you also know, there is no soil under these. It is still brick underneath. Hmm. You do notice though that you are apparently not the person, only person who's gone through this area before. Ah. To your left, there appears to be a bit of a path worn down through the leaves. Not a lot, but like someone shuffled through here a couple times. And to your right, it appears to be untouched. You also hear a bird singing. Which way? They seem to kind of all be around you. Okay. But with that role, I'll say that... So you hear the ones that kind of appear to be around you like you were standing in a clearing in a forest. Uh-huh. But you hear a different bird off to your right really faintly. 
Okay. Off to the right. Yes. Hmm. Well, that's tricky, because originally I was going to follow the footsteps. Hmm. But a different bird sounds interesting. Ooh. Fun fact. Fun, absolute, bananas fact. I speak Orin. Is that second bird speaking? Is that Orin? Can you remind the class what Orin is? The bird language, the bird people language, the, the bird and uh, air elemental mm. language. It is not speaking Orin. You believe it to be Damn. a bird. Damn. Got so excited for a second. Yeah. Uh, uh, fuck you, Robert Frost. I'm going to follow the footsteps. Okay. <laughs> you head on down the more heavily traveled path and proceed forward, but we are going to cut away from you for a moment. Works for me. All right. Ericene. Hey. Hey. You are in a room that is in extremely poor condition and appears to have been, you know, knocked about. And your uh, your tentacat cub friend is a tentakitten, please. Tentakitten. Your tentakitten <laughs> is puppeting a skull. Yes. Seems very amused by this. Is making Ericene's... little meowing and rumble noises as it moves the mouth. Ericene's like that's like super cool. You're really, like, really talented. You should definitely like join a like an acrobatics troupe or something. And she like nods. It pauses for a second, cocks its head, but then it makes the skull nod back. We just like nod back and forth for a minute. Okay, it follows along. I was looking through like whatever papers and stuff like whatever was in this room basically like ericene just is like my my sort of uh reasoning at this point is like ericene doesn't know what's going on the last thing she remembers is you know fighting one of these tentacats but if she can make friends with one of them maybe even if it's you know uh the the kid, like the child, maybe she has a fighting chance of, you know, getting out of here somehow without having to fight another one of them. <laughs> yeah. Because she will have no chance against <laughs> another one of them. It might go fine. <laughs> She's at three hit points. The only hit points that matters is the last one. Just don't get hit. <laughs> problem solved <laughs> but you're so you're looking through the space you said you're looking for papers i'm looking for like basically whatever i can and just keeping this kitten entertained and happy while i you know while i do that okay make an intelligence check and a charisma check and tell me the result of each intelligence is 19 plus 4 is 23 and that's prime Charisma is 15 plus 7, that's 22, and that is not prime. I'm rolling hot! Yes! Unlike previous times when things went very badly. So you, you take a pretty methodical look around this room, which, as mentioned previously, is pretty trashed. Um, a lot of the furniture is up against, or is an area around the door frame. <laughs> In a semicircle indicating that maybe the door was busted in despite this stuff resting against it. Mm -hmm. Things are again pretty trash. There's a lot of broken glass and like crystal equipment on the ground. 
old rotting wood, there was all that old dried blood and the whole skeleton thing. But digging around, um, you do find what looks to be um, a cabinet that fell over at one point, and you kind of are able to flip it up on its side, and when it opens, a bunch of stuff falls out, including five small leather-bound volumes that were apparently neatly stacked in there, and they appear to be in decent condition, unlike most of the stuff in this room. I will take them. Okay. They're labeled. The particular words on them are in one of the lettering systems of one of the old human languages before they smush together to become what's currently known as common, mm-hmm. at least among the humans. I'm going to call it old common. Well, I mean, you'd need old common like one, two, three, four, and five, <laughs> kind of. Sure, but, but like, you know, it's like old English, middle English. This is more English. like if you took English, Japanese, Italian, Russian, Kakongo, and like mush them all together into a language after I'm the fact. Call it Old Common Three. Okay. <laughs> well, because of this, from your finishing school days, you recognize the lettering. Okay. You could even maybe puzzle some of it out given enough time. Like enough time to just sit there. Like you know the things, but you haven't studied it in 15 years. Mm-hmm. But you can't really read this. Not very well at any rate. If you want, you can take some time to try to flip through these, but No, no, I'm just taking them. I, okay. I know that I I know that I'm like not the expert, so I'm just gonna take them. Alright. You grab those and put them in your bag, I assume. Mm-hmm. And there's one way out of this room. I'm gonna like point to the door and be like, should we go that way? Make a wisdom check to read Tentacit and body language. Sure. Um that's an eight plus six is fourteen. And that's not prime. Uh, you're not really sure, but it doesn't seem opposed to the idea. I'm going to go this way. And I feel like you should come with me because, like, what is more fun than exploring? And I, like, do, like, the, like, really excited, like, playful kind of, I do, like, a playful wiggle. Because, you know, how cats love a playful wiggle. Kind of bounces around and it makes the, uh, the skull's jaw move a lot in a way that seems excited. Yeah. You've sold Let's it. Let's go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Did you just Dora the Explorer this cat? <laughs> uh, I didn't watch Dora the Explorer, but because I was too old for that and I don't have kids, but uh, probably. I mean, Dora could sell an adventure. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we'll go through the door. So you head out your in a hallway in a shocking twist there is actually a couple of those glow lamps the ones that you know are like independent enchanted objects mm-hmm. that don't rely on the power system up in the ceiling there's one out here and there's you think you see one around the corner to your right if you go down the hallway to your right and then there's a corner but yeah you can go to your right or to your left um so looking up um, you do see what appears to be a set of phrases with arrows pointing different directions. Oh, cool. I would like to know, do I recognize the... It's written in several languages, again, one of which is Elvish, um, much like the ones that... You have no way of knowing this, but the ones that Vons and Wealthy were encountering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just kind of a stack of all the phrases. To your left, you see an indication for Lab 2. To your right, you see an indication for Lab 3. And between arrows pointing both directions, you see a sign that says uh, specimen storage. That's never good. 
So specimen storage is in the middle? No, it seems to be indicating it can go either way. Oh, specimen storage is either way to either yeah. lab. Okay. Do you, do you see any rooms nearby with little doors in them? Maybe Maybe some like magazines or toilets? I don't know. The, the concern here is what kind of specimens might these be? I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I will go to the left. I'll go toward lab two. All right. Oh, um, also, sorry, there was a third, there was a fourth entry on the sign that basically said um, it's smeared, so you can't really tell exactly, but something personal lab and the indication that, you know, you are here. <laughs> um, so okay anyway so you're you said you went to the left yes all right you're you head along the hallway for small distance and then you um on your right there's a door well there's a door away you quickly see that the door has made better friends with the ground inside of the room uh-huh. that the label next to the store does say lab two uh-huh. and this place is it actually looks like it's an okay shape all things considered you know, everything's old, and this is not a super dry space, so there's a lot of fun lichen and mildew and whatnot, but most of the furniture is still standing. I guess I find that surprising because, um, do I feel, does it feel humid in here? Like, is there like a water source somewhere, or? You mean why it would be humid? Or Yeah. You're in a cave in... A mountain where the caves are made by water. So presumably there's water somewhere nearby. Okay. It has slowly seeped through. But okay. yeah, there, there doesn't appear like any, there's no pools of water or anything like that. Okay. That's kind of what I was like. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just the amount of damp it's not that like most I of the came out of are. the. It's not like I came out of a pool into a room. No. <laughs> I wonder what that's like. Who could say? Surely no one in this group. Definitely no one would like talk about it a lot. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Don't so, judge. Yeah. There's that I'm, room. I'm just saying. Uh, yes, so it's a good room. Yep. <laughs> do you explore it? Do you keep on moving? I mean, I'd like to know what's in the room. I'd like to know just like the basics of what's in the room. Make an intelligence check to recognize the stuff in this room beyond that's furniture and stuff. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 15 total on my intelligence, and that's a prime. Okay. Looking around... This reminds you of essentially science class. Like, you don't know what the stuff is being used for. It reminds you of scientific equipment. Think more um, flasks and vials than, you know, CRISPR machines. Do I see any books, obviously, around? You go in, you look around, and tucked against the wall, actually right next to the door, um, is a bookshelf that is actually pretty full. Do I see any language that I recognize? You see several books in Elvish. And remind me all languages you speak again. Sorry. I speak human elf and draconic. Okay. You see like five books in Elvish, three in draconic. And then much like you were dealing with previously, um, all of the books that are in human languages are in the older versions of those languages. Okay. And before kind of the, uh, the fusion thereof. There are two of them that are written in the lettering system that you can quickly understand. Okay. What are the like sort of genres of titles? They all appear to be reference texts of various sorts. Most of them are about magic and like how it functions. Okay. I will 
take one of the draconic ones just at random basically cool you take one of the draconic ones it appears to be an okay shape you would need to it's gotten pretty gross you'd probably need to very carefully you know open it and dry it out and it might not be the most readable thing ever but it it doesn't fall apart in your hands either so you think you can get something out of it just yeah okay okay you have gotten your book I'll turn to the tentacle and be like, is there any place like, you know, that you are like really into going other than, you know, obviously uh, hanging out with your uh, skull puppet? It thinks for a second and uh, goes and lopes on down down the hall and disappears into a door that was also on the right hand wall. I will follow. Cool. Uh, you walk past the sign that says specimen storage. Great. Yeah. Wonderful, love it. I will be very careful. Yeah. I I wanna I wanna basically like, you know, I will I'm definitely following because I don't want to like lose the tentakitten because I still don't know how to get out of here, but I am going to follow cautiously with uh one hand on my uh I still have all of my stuff, right? Like I still yep. have all of my dirk and and my rapier and stuff. I'm gonna keep one hand on the dirk that I keep sort of like at my waist. Cool. All right. So you get in here and you see um, there are shelves lining most of the walls and a couple that are freestanding in the center. And then you think you see towards the back a couple of larger things with uh, their cages. They're basically cages. But we're talking like, you know, 10 foot by 10 foot by 10 foot. Like these are pretty massive uh-huh. so the tent kitten excitedly grabs a couple of things off the shelf with its tentacles uh-huh. and brings them over to show them to you cool what are they they're jars with things in them make an intelligence check they're imperfect clones of emperor palpatine <laughs> wait you cannot bring emperor palpatine into this we don't because... even have the red cloaked guards because because we just can't bring Emperor Palpatine into this. I'm. I just. Make your check. Just, we just. He just can't. doesn't fit in everything. I mean, if you make your check, maybe it'll be something different. <laughs> I rolled a twenty total on intelligence as prime. Yeah, this really flashes you back to those science classes. Uh-huh. They are mostly small animals that are clearly in some sort of preservation fluid. It's also clearly been a long time. They appear to be breaking down despite the best attempts of those involved. Uh-huh. One of them has a large beetle in it, and the tentacle kind of shakes it, and you realize that some of the legs are just sort of free-floating in there at this point. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, they are, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Critter pickles. Uh, one of them appears to be a large rat of some sort. There is an extremely large jar that contains a creature you've actually never seen before. It is roughly the size of a cat, but it's covered in these armor plates. And... The last one is what you are pretty sure was a bat at some point, but it's a little hard to say. I'm I I make my like very best attempt to not sort of like gag, and I'm like that is really cool. That is really cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there anything in the uh, cage? <laughs> are you asking the tentacle in that? Uh no, I'm asking. I'm I'm asking to like look at the at the cage. Yeah. Okay. You uh you head on down. The tent kitten puts back everything and 
kind of roughly shoves him on there, but nothing falls off. <laughs> I'm going to like kind of, you know, give the tentacats some scritches if, you know, they I'm, they found me something cool. I mean, it's not what I consider cool, but they they tried. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you head toward the back. You see that. What's in the cage? You see that there are three cages back here. One of them is, you know, doors closed, appears to be latched and locked. There's a big old, pretty rusty at this point, iron lock on it, but it is completely empty. You see some piles of soil that were probably once, you know, some sort of plant vegetation. Okay. Like us bedding on the floor or something like that. And the other two have had their doors uh, pretty roughly ripped off. And they're lying. One of them's kind of lying on its hinge. The other one actually just got bent. The bars got bent outwards. Uh-huh. Wide enough that you could slip through it pretty easily. And you think like Photios could slip through it pretty easily. It's a big space. Sure. I'll just like poke my head in to one of them. I don't want to go in because I I just don't. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's not. Ericene doesn't want to do that because she's not a scientist. She's being interested. <laughs> yeah. So the one where the door's just been wrenched open, uh-huh. uh, you see a skeleton there. Of kind like of, a person or? You think so. You'd have to step in and get a closer look. It's kind of at the back corner. And it's I'm in a bit like, of a jumble. You know that much from where you're standing. I'm like, ooh, does that one have a skull? The tent kitten? Yeah, hoping that the tent kitten will go and retrieve the skull. Reaction roll for tent kitten. It gives you a look. Make a wisdom check to read that look. Um, it has retrieved its other skull, by the way. Back on its tentacle. Sure, sure. I figured. Damn, I am rolling very well today. Uh, 15 plus 6 is 21. Although wisdom is not a prime. You feel like a cat. This tent kitten shouldn't really have this expression. But you get a, what are you, stupid kind of vibe off it. And then it trots in and brings back a skull in one of its tentacles. Do I, like, recognize the sort of skull that this would be? Like, does this look like a, an elf or a human or, like, what sort of... I mean, I don't know, like, very, yeah. very well, but I'm certain that we would have gone over at least, like, the sort of basics... And given that my grandfather is eugenicist, I'm certain that I've seen some stuff having to do with skeletons and specifically skulls recently. Yeah, it has <laughs> too much of a snout, really, to be elvish or human or dwarvish. Or... It's too big to be a gnome or a kobold. And at a rough guess, based on size, you think it's probably draconic of some sort. You don't know if that means dragonborn in this case or a dragon adjacent creature or possibly just a dragon i'm gonna take the skull with me okay tent kitten currently has it on its um tentacle i'm like this one's really cool and i'm gonna like reach for it and i'm guessing you're about to say that it hands it to me hmm. make a christmas <laughs> okay uh jesus christ that's a uh 15 plus 7 is 22 all right. God, I am best friends with this tentakitten. You guys, I have a best, I have a, I have a blink cat now. <laughs> it, it hands you, it, it, it kind of gives you a bit of a trepidatious look, but it gives you the skull. And then it takes the other one and kind of holds it up in front of you and makes the talking motion with the lower jaw. I like hold up the skull and like make a 
sort of talking motion with it. I'm like, thank you. Can I call you something? What should I call you? It makes a kind of purr noise that also sounds vaguely of a sword being ground back to sharpness, but in more of a whetstone kind of slide way. Uh, I'm going to call you whetstone because that's, that's the sound that I heard. Is that okay? And then I like make like a happy, then I like make a happy cat face. Like (laughs) the the skull and the tentacle not in unison, the skull that it's holding. Yay. Yay. Cool. (laughs) I will just, uh, I'll just hold the skull because clearly this is working. Did it, did we all feel that this was going to happen? That, that Ericene was going to become best friends with a cat? It doesn't surprise me. It's uh, yeah, no, this is standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume nothing at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, cool. So, uh, Ericene's gonna be like, okay, Whetstone, uh, let's go back in the hall now. Okay, you head on back to the hall. Uh, so is there a further down this way? Yeah. Or... Oh, okay. Beyond then this door, there's keep... a corner that you can wrap around. I will keep going in this direction. All right. There you find, on your left, there's a pair of double doors that are currently closed. Um... And then the hallway continues and wraps around to the right again, kind of back the rough direction of where you went or where you came, but obviously further down. Oh, is it like a square? That would be your best guess, yes. <laughs> mm, like a vent? Okay. Perhaps a rectangle. It's, Who can it's say a rect- sure? It's a rectangle. Okay. I'll turn to Whetstone and uh, ask, Whetstone, do you know what's uh, through these doors? Is it like something uh, interesting or boring? Kind of gives what you a the, dichotomy. Kind of gives you the cat equivalent of a shrug. You think? I'll be like, well, I'm I'm trying to find some people, so I think I'm gonna go through because maybe there's a way to find people. Okay. It looks at the door. Looks at you. I will very carefully push one of the doors open. Okay. As you push one of the doors open, you. You kind of take one of the handles, pull it, and the it just sort of crumbles off in your hand. But you are able to continue to push the door open. Okay. And you head on out into a surprisingly large space. But we are going to cut away from you now. To Bonds. Oh, hi. Yo. Hey. So, last we left you, you were in a giant underground ravine with a waterfall in it and you'd found a ladder that looked to be heading upwards nestled among some stalagmites and you had sent your new invisible friend gex up there to scout it out yeah gex seems worried about the environment how spooky it is and full of things with teeth no gex just thought you were stupid for wandering around not being invisible why would That's, you do that? That is also fair. A moral failing on our part. It is. It's true. Mm. So what's Gex doing? You can wait we, a bit. Can we hear anything? Obviously, we can't see anything. Actually, we might hear. We might see something. Just not Gex. You can't really hear anything because, again, you're in a ravine with a waterfall in it inside. So <laughs> it's pretty fucking loud out here. But you go and you listen for a bit. And then 
you see some of the rust falling off that ladder again and hear a little and then yeah from near the floor you hear i scouted it it's uh it seems okay i don't know it seems okay nothing's gonna what did you you. see a cave Okay, I turned to Vons and I go, this guy doesn't like me. Why don't you talk to him? <laughs> I like you just fine and also can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> fine. Okay. I told you, it's okay. a cave. Cave sounds great. Um, I'm disoriented. Uh, we're trying to cross this ravine. No, nope, and... the ladder goes up on your side of the ravine. Oh, okay. So the ladder goes up on our side of the ravine. I don't know where you're trying to go. That's what you had scouted out was. There's a thing that goes up into a hole in the ceiling and it's man-made. Uh-huh. Ah. How big a cave is it? Yes. Could you repeat the like explanation of what this cave is like? Because I think it was a little confusing. Okay. The space you are currently standing in. You exited out of that hallway cave you've been walking along. You went through a door where it kind of went to much more natural cavern. You were on a ledge that was running along one side, like a deep, wide ledge, running along one side of a ravine. You quickly determined that at one end of this ravine was a waterfall, and that somewhere down below was rushing water, so presumably an underground river of some sort. The other side of the ravine is 20, 30 feet away. It's like 20 feet away. And you can see that. You can't really see all the way to whatever's beyond it. You can't tell. Okay. You went along the ledge and found your ladder. Okay. So this ravine is too steep to climb, I imagine. To climb down, yes. Or rather, it would be rock climbing. Okay. Certainly not uh, casually It's not climbable. a skill I have. Right. Well, I have a spider climb oil if Well, happens. I have spider climb as well, but I have cool. I didn't I didn't uh, take spider climb today because I was more concerned with making sure I could magic missile people to death. Yeah, that's fair. Vons looks at you like you're going down into caves and you forgot your spider climb. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> um, how wet are the rocks? Extremely. This whole place is full of mist. Okay. Is it fair to imagine that the uh the water cut its cut the ravine? Given what you know from living in a mountain, yes. Okay. And also, I should clarify that this ladder is along the ledge and goes up into the ceiling, away from this area. Okay, so and that's that's important. For some reason, I was imagining high up into a wall. Okay, so it goes up into a ceiling, which is a level up, and we're trying to get levels up. Up is up is the direction that we're going in. I, I say we go. We good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Okay. So let's go upstairs. Yep. As neat as this ravine seems. So you do have a problem. Uh Uh-oh. The ladder starts, well, clearly the ladder used to start down here, because you find something that's more of a pile of rust than a ladder at the bottom. Like, the whole ladder is rusty, but it looks like a segment about 10 foot or so fell off. And so the ladder, the start of the ladder for getting up there is now about 12 feet in the air from where you are. Right. So it's kind of like wanting to climb up a fire escape, but not quite being able to reach the ladder. Exactly. There are some stalactites around it that's what gex used to get up there you think based on noises mm. okay so hypothetically we could spider climb up there 
but obviously I'd rather save that for times when it's more useful. I know that spider climb doesn't last very long. I think it lasts about an hour. 12 feet. And Vons, you are medium sized, but you're on the shorter side of things. Yeah. If you got a real good head of steam, you might be able to barely reach the bottom of this ladder, but it would be a strength check to see if you can jump high enough. Uh, how so? How close to a wall is it? It's not, Shit, or rather, so the wall wall is like ten feet away. So okay, um, it, you know, spider climb would would effectively work. We could just go up the wall and get through the hole. Uh, but I'm looking for a more affordable option here. So the stalactites are close enough that if you could climb up one of them, you think you could reach the ladder. Okay. Okay. Then yeah, let's do that. Uh, is is that uh, something that wealthy would be capable of doing from the look of it. You'll find out. Okay. Well, yeah, Vons is to do a dexterity check. Vons is going oh, to take wait. a shot at that. Okay. So these are pretty wet, pretty slick. Ah. Oh. You can either make a strength check or a harder dexterity check to try to get up these. Is Vons dry enough yet to uh, like? uses tail or something to try and dry this off or is it like so wet that that would help it it's like everything else in here it's coated in water you don't think you could dry it off in any particular okay like it's slick and your your tail is not actually absorbent (laughs) right right no no well i'm sure it's capable of uh containing an amount of water right all right i'm gonna do a hard depth check then yeah okay i have no strength so Oh dear. All right, it was a nine. Okay. Nine doesn't sound great. Uh, so yeah. No, it doesn't. Vons is going to, uh, I don't know, just taking a run at it make a difference? <laughs> I think it would just make it harder in different ways. <laughs> or like right. it would make it equally difficult just in different ways. You'd get a bit of a boost off, you know, running and jumping at it. Then you have to grab something that is slick while jumping. <laughs> We're going to have to resort to something a little trickier in a minute, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, well, what did you roll? Well, still, there. there's that. Oh, hey, I rolled a 16. I have, I have 50 feet of... No. Yes, I do. I have 50 feet of slip rope. Okay. Okay. Uh, Vons, you get closer than Wealthy does. Wealthy just kind of tries to... Wealthy's a little small to kind of wrap enough around the bottom of the stalagmite to get a good grip and just can't get Okay, so I rolled a 16. After modifiers, that's 21. Bonds, you can get up there. Between your claws and experience scrambling around in the maintenance tunnels, you manage it pretty pretty handily and get about level with the ladder so you can like reach out and grab a rung and then you'd be able to get one of your paws on it and one of your okay. foot paws on it and go from there. So uh, am I capable of... How sturdy is this ladder? I imagine it's a bit wobbly. Um... Yeah, it's not looking great. You, you see some rust fall off it as you... Put a hand on it. Okay, but am I capable of hanging on it with like with one limb free? Like I can reach towards Wealthy and ask her to toss me a rope, and maybe I could. Yeah, yeah, you can do that if you're if you're just leaving a hand out. Okay, sure. And okay, I can. You have. I it. should be able to throw it up. Okay. Okay, you toss it up, Bonds. You grab it, mm-hmm. and you can tie it onto the ladder. Or take it up or do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm going to use a... a I'm sure Vons could figure this out. Going to use a knot that can be undone fairly easily, but uh, will still hold her tension so that we can 
get it back off of the ladder and use it again later? I don't know. You don't have the rope use skill. That's true. I don't. Get it. You figure it out. <laughs> you're, you're in a world without, you know, tape and stuff. You're probably doing a lot more lashings than most of us do today. <laughs> so, yeah, you figure something out. Probably fairly standard skill. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want to ruin Wealthy's rope is the point. I'd feel real bad about that. Yeah. But all right, you got it tied on. And yeah, I, I uh, make room on the ladder by climbing upward to, to give her space to get up here. Okay. Wealthy, you start heading up the ladder. I climb up. As Wealthy puts her weight on the rope. Oh, God. Bonds, you hear an alarming creak from above and everything shifts a little bit. Okay, uh, I'm going to drop. I'm going to drop. Okay. Back to the ground. Cool. Bonds, everything's a little bit crooked, but it stops moving. Okay. Okay, there's 50 feet of rope and it's it's how many feet up? The ceiling itself is like 30 feet up, so this is starting okay. at about 12 feet up. Okay, Vaughn's is going to undo the rope. He's going to put the end of it in his teeth, mm-hmm. and just the end of it, the bottom she's got, and Vaughn's is going to scooch up the ladder quick as he can and okay. see if there's not a better anchor up there. You climb up there and um, you know scramble off. You see that basically this entire ladder is kind of rusted in and out, but... It looks like the uh, the attachments. It kind of does the pool ladder thing where it goes up and curves over oh. and attaches to the ground right there. And it looks like those attachment points, one of them is coming coming loose. It is not loose yet, but it's very, very close. And it's all pretty rusty to begin with. So, Okay. Okay. How about uh, within a few feet of beyond that? Just looking for anything to work with? Just anything more stable than, than that. I mean, I'm sure Vaughn's will figure something out if that doesn't work oh how how wide is this hole diameter wise three feet okay okay so sure so failing a uh an actual anchor uh Vons is also going to look around does he see any lumber or anything like that more stalagmites it takes you some looking but you find a short stalagmite that's reasonably okay. thick around the base Okay. Does it look like a rope would slip off it, or does it look pointy enough that... Um, you think you could secure it, especially if you like just kept a paw on it, and the pull is coming from below, too, which probably helps. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yes. So, uh, and uh, Vons is going to lash the rope to that, and uh, call down to Wealthy that uh, I think I've got it figured out, just uh, don't, don't, don't yank on it too hard. Don't, don't go too fast. Okay. And he's going to step on it just to make sure it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Shifts around a little bit, but wealthy, you climb on up without any big issues. Okay. You ace the presidential fitness test. (laughs) I know. I don't know uh, how many of our listeners actually climb rope. (laughs) Somebody's. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking I'd probably end up having to be pulled up halfway through. Yeah, you can figure it out. And I mean. Let us never go into the details of rope use to any particular degree again. You manage it. Oh, I know. There's there's Uh, like a whole rope etiquette that I'm sure we're getting called on right now. We just lost all our Shibari community uh, listeners. No. No, we love you. Come back. I mean, that's why we got the silk rope, right? Yeah. So, Wealthy, you make it up. And, Vons, you're able to undo the knot and regather your rope. Oh, it's Wealthy's rope. Yeah. Regather the rope. Yeah. All right, you succeed. All right, what do we see? Yeah, what are we in? You're in a tunnel. It goes two directions, which I'm going to call north and south. You think you see 
some sort of room to the north and to the south. It just kind of keeps going out of sight. Well, let's go look at the room. All right. Did their friend come with them? Yeah. How's Gex doing? I'm going to call out to Gex. Hey, Gex. Yeah, what's Where up? You Where you at, buddy? Above you. Oh, hey. Yell. Oh, how, how high above me? How tall is Tunnel? Tunnel's only about eight feet tall, so pretty close. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's plenty of room to hang out. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Gex, uh, do, you, yeah. do you know this area at all? Uh, it's starting to seem a little familiar, but not really. Okay, well, we got a north and a south. This feels like a coin toss to me, guys. Well, I think we ought to go check out the room first. It may have a door that leads somewhere. Yeah, you head out to the north, towards the room. You find a room. It is a small, you know, natural cavern space that's just a little bit more open. And there is, um, there is an edge to this. It's all kind of sloped toward the center. There's a pool of water that you'd have to examine a little more closely to figure out how deep it is. And there's I mean, several stalactites that are kind of reaching down towards it. You can hear very occasionally the drip of water from one into the pool. And Fawns, you have low light vision. Sure do. You can make out off to your left around the edge of this pool of water. Uh, there appears to be a doorway. Okay. Uh, let's peer into the pool of water. Is there anything inside of it? Make a wisdom check to gaze into the pool. <laughs> Vons gets fixated on his own reflection and turns into a tiny daffodil. Rolled a 15 and uh, wisdom adds nothing. So that's a 19. Okay. So at a 19, let's see, clear wisdom, even though it's not prime for you. This looks like it actually goes pretty deep. And somewhere at the bottom, you see something that's glowing and kind of waving around slightly. Hmm. Glowing. How, how, what, what kind of width is this pool? The pool itself is probably about 15 feet around. Okay. Uh, does it look deeper than it is wide? Given where you're seeing the glowing thing, yes. Mm. If you had to guess, you're dealing with looking through water, so. It's right. always iffy if you're not a fish. And in a oh, great yeah. light. Totally wrecks depth perception. <sighs> well, Vons is not excited about uh, more water, but I suspect his uh, water breathing potion is still in effect. Yeah, should be. I think he got like two hours out of it, so. And uh, this water with its slow drip, it doesn't smell like it's picked up too many chemicals along the way, does it? No, it just smells like cold, kind of minerally water. Okay, okay. Uh, Vons will dip a toe in. Just, uh... It's fucking cold. Cool. All right, well... In for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah, yeah, so let's pound some water, I guess. Uh, Vons is gonna hop in and see if he can figure out what that glowing thing is. Okay. Vons, you start swimming on down towards the glowing thing. And we're gonna cut over to Grix. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. I really love how we're just completely showing each of our own individual like problem solving methods with this particular set of episodes because oh boy howdy uh -huh. is oh, everyone just dealing with everything so dramatically differently from everyone else it's amazing <laughs> i feel like i'm being true to vons's character oh yeah totally i just am like <laughs> vons just hops in the water 
why not? Well, why not? He's he's got that water breathing potion. Figures he doesn't want to waste it. Yeah. All right, Grix, you continue yeah. along the passageway for a while. It winds back and yeah. forth, but there aren't too many forks. You do eventually end up out of the piles of leaves. No, wait, okay. I put you in the wrong direction. It does wind back and forth. You do eventually end up winding out of the pile of leaves. <laughs> but the thing you encounter at the end is different because you went down oh. the traveled one. Yes. Cool. You find a small room. Okay. With a small pile of tiles on the floor. Letters on okay. them. Okay. And they're these little like three by three square tiles, each with one letter. Uh-huh. And pretty quickly on the wall, you pick up that there are a number of slots. I recommend you grab a piece of paper. (laughs) (laughs) This should be fairly short, but it'll be much easier if you keep a visual reference. Yep, yep, hang on. Got a pencil. Okay. So for slots. Okay. You have a set of three slots. Space. Set of two slots. Space between them. And a set of two. Okay. For the letters, you have two E's, one I, and then one each of L, A, T, M is in Mango, and N is in Narnia. Okay. What do you do with your pile of tiles? Uh, um, Look for a spot on the floor marked triple word score. <laughs> <laughs> so there's eight tiles, but only seven slots. Let me make sure I read things to you correctly then. Oh, <laughs> I can't read. Uh, drop the A. Drop the A. The A tile bursts in your hand. I, I, will, I will play with the tiles and... Um, Try to see if I can spell out words. Okay, you quickly determine that, yes, you know, these tiles will fit in those slots. Uh-huh. You determine it's probably a three-letter word, a two-letter word, another two-letter word. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, brain hard. Mm. Let me in. Uh-huh. Do you try that? Yep. It works. Somewhere <laughs> deep in the wall's heart, you feel a sense of shame. As it slides open <laughs> to reveal a further passageway. <laughs> Did everyone else get that before me? I got it like a second and a half. I know you, you did, did, but you pay you play puzzle games a lot. So yes, I do. It's also one of the most common passwords. <laughs> Don't use it for your password. Is it really? Is it, it up is. there with like password one? Yep. Yeah. It, it's on that list. <laughs> That brute force list seems like it gets shorter and shorter. So you got a lot you can start yeah. with. Um, all right. That's why mine is trust no one. No one uses that. <laughs> Nobody believes you. All right. So, uh, <laughs> Grix, you, you walk along. You walk along the passageway for a little bit longer. Yeah. Your claws kind of clacking lightly on the brick. Uh-huh. And you encounter. Still whistling. And you whistle. And you uh-huh. encounter another intersection. You can go straight ahead, left or right. Uh, any, any, any differences? Not that you can tell from here. Nothing you can see down there, nothing you hear. Straight sounds great. All right. You're heading along and you walk for a few minutes and then you see extending in front of you in niches on the wall, statue after statue after statue, spaced out three feet apart. They're all life-size and roughly human or elf-sized. Okay. They're all sitting with their hands kind of clasped together or standing with their hands clasped together in front of them. Okay. And appear to be made of, you'd guess, bronze. Okay. I will, um, I'll examine the statues, poke them. Okay, you poke cool. them and they appear to be solid and hang out and you can make an in check to like give them a real careful once over. 
seven. Yeah, they're statues. Nine. nine. They're big. Uh, cool. <laughs> um, I keep going then. Awesome. You get about two statues in, and they all start clapping. Ah! It is incredibly loud. Is it like rhythmic? They also or... are all saying congratulations in an apparently oh, um, random time interval that echoes around. I'm going to bow to them and, and say thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Is is one of them a bird? Make a wisdom check because this is so loud that it's just boring into your head. Basically, you need to make a wisdom check as you stumble forward. Oh, that's not great. No. Um, that's a That's a 10. Okay. With a 10, you do not make your wisdom check. Which I should have said was a wisdom saving throw. My apologies. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's probably fine. Grix? Yeah. Take a minus one to all of your mental attributes and also a minus oh. one to initiative. Oh. Now, here's an important question. Are we considering charisma mental attributes? Yes. God damn it. Int wisdom and charisma. Is that a minus one to the score or to the... Uh... To the bonus. To the score, right? I believe to the score, yes. Okay. Is is uh Grix drunk on praise? Is that what, what's happening here? No, you're just in a horribly loud discordant room full of echoes because you're in a small hallway. Hey y'all, fun fact, I'm now as wise as I am healthy. <laughs> Damn. Horrible. So uh so there's that. Did that slide your modifier down? Yeah, it sure did. Minus two, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right. You, you stumble on through. Yeah, yeah. Stumbling is a good word for it. You do make it. You have a killer headache, but you make it through and you go around another corner and the sound of the clapping and congratulating suddenly stops. And there is a large wooden door with an intricate mosaic on it in front of you. Okay. I turn the tiles so that they make a pattern and then it opens. The mosaic does not turn. God damn it. It is some sort of forest scene, but there is Ooh. just a handle on this door. Oh. Uh you know what? I'm gonna use my uh my magic wand like uh like one of those new um those new tools for not touching doors in public. Mm-hmm. Uh and I'm gonna I'm gonna hook the doorknob and open it up. Okay. You you've done all sorts of batshit things with your magic wand club of yeah. wood and nail and spike. And so uh-huh. you, you manage to hook it on there, and you open it, and there is a door of shimmering light. Oh. Or rather, shimmering light fills the doorway beyond the door itself. I I flick a copper piece through. It disappears into the light. Eh, it seems safe. I head forward. All right. <laughs> we'll cut away from Grix there. <laughs> and back to Aerosene. Hey. Hey. I was going through the double doors into a large space. Yes. So you go into a large space. In front of you, you see a a sign that just says, um, basically machinery area, be cautious, wear a hard hat. And there's kind of a wide walkway you're on that goes around to the left and right, and you see... At least in front of you, there's three sets of doors, and then the walkway goes around to either side as well. By walkway, do you mean like a grate? No, this is just a straight-up walking path of stone. But is there stuff below? No. I was just using walkway instead of hallway to try to indicate that this is a large space that you're essentially being able to walk around the perimeter of. 
Okay. Are the doors marked in any way? Uh, yes, but it's all essentially the designation style of like A1, B1, C3. Okay. I'll reach out my hand and give Whetstone some more scritches. All right. And I'll go to the left. All right. So you're walking along. You hit the corner of the space and kind of wrap around. And Whetstone suddenly perks up and looks very excited. What do you, do you hear something or see something? And do they like just run off or are they? Yeah, they run off. I'll hurry after them, but definitely stay behind. Okay. At the second door on your right, as you run along this path, Whetstone runs up to it and then poofs. As you kind of catch up, you see that there's a doorway here, but it looks like it collapsed inwards at some point, but you can kind of see through to the interior, which is glowing, much like the goop room upstairs. I'll be like, I can't get through. Is that is it true? I can't get through? Yeah. Like you might be able to move stuff over time and kind of wriggle your way in, but it'd be very difficult. Yeah, I'll just say, I can't get through. Can you poof me o- over with you? Uh, you hear what's done making some noises. <laughs> and you hear something that sounds like the sound of tearing metal. But what's done poofs uh... out and grabs your hand. And unless you make a dex check or want to make a dex check to pull away. Um, n- uh, <laughs> uh, um. Snap decision. No, I'll go with it. No, I'll go with them. I'll go with them. Okay, you get poofed. I get poofed. You think you are now inside the room. Okay. Hey, remember your friend from the giant glowy room upstairs? Yeah. Whetstone has deposited you in front of this very large tent cat. Hi. Who is growling at you. Yes, but I'll, I'll like, I'll like, I'll like gesture to the, to Whetstone and be like, but look. They're okay. It turns to whetstone and makes a different screeching metal noise. And whetstone kind of folds their ears back <laughs> and downcasts the eyes of the skull on its tentacle. I'll be like, I, 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 I'll do it. I'll do whatever you need. Just, just please don't like, you know, knock me out or hurt me or eat me, I guess. Uh, like, I'm very happy to do whatever you want. It leans in closer. <laughs> and I, like, put my hands, like, way up, like, away from my weapons and everything. Okay, it's taking a step forward to you, and it was already pretty close. If it takes a step forward, it will be literally, like, muzzle on your face. Close. I just, I just, like, I just, like, look at it, and I hold still. Okay. Please. It is staring you down with all six of its eyes. And hey, Grix, you're falling. I'm falling? Yeah. Ah! Hey, Ericene. Ah! A kobold falls on you from about <laughs> foot or two above your head. Um, I just, I like, I fall, I guess. I just fall. <laughs> so you don't have a ton of choice about it. <laughs> But yeah, you take the fall and collapse the ground and there's a Grix on top of you. Oh my god, Grix! Ah! Oh, oh, Grix! Hi! Do you know them? Just have, what's going on? Sorry, I wouldn't, Is this I wouldn't say one? that. I don't know that Grix knows the tentacats. Uh, I'll be like, 
Oh my god, Grix, careful! The, the, the tentacat! The big one's the one that I made the deal with. You are back in the room that you started in before you sampled some magic jerky. Oh, sweet. Yes, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I I, I, I worked it all out. Uh, it's not gonna eat us. Uh, we're, we're buds. Um, hey, Aristine, what are you thinking about right now? What? What are you thinking about right now? <laughs> oh, What's at the top of your a... mind? The top of my mind is like, uh... Please don't die. I really hope that uh, making friends with uh, Whetstone was uh, effective. And oh, Whetstone's a sweet name. <laughs> uh, what? And then I start finishing your sentences for you. As soon as she has sentences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, She's thinking like, how do you, what is happening? I don't. Understand. I, I got my eyes up. My, uh, my, my, uh, my. My read thoughts, uh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, but like, uh, how, why? What do you... What, I don't know. What is happening? What Listen, is happening? I just came out, and then she I just, just like, just kind of starts going like, in her head. Like, I don't know what's happening. I, I give her my, uh, my, my water skin and some non-magic mushroom jerky. All right. And have her, have her sit down. What is Whetstone doing? Does Whetstone come and try to, like, comfort me? I hope. Uh, Whetstone takes a step and gets uh, blocked off by the larger one. Just kind of with a shoulder. Ericene, like, just kind of, like, keeps repeating in her head, like, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck is happening? What the fuck is happening? Uh, listen, it's all, it's all, it's good. I think it was a misunderstanding. Uh, I think, uh, they were, they were just defending their turf and, uh, uh, we're, we're, we're good now. It's all, it's all, it's all straightened out and, uh, we're going to gather everybody up and we're going to, uh, vamoose. Oh, and, uh, and, uh, is this, th- this is, uh, this is my friend Kirill, uh, the one who died. Um, he's, he lives in a machine now. Ericene is suddenly like out of her depth entirely again. And is just like, what the fuck? I cast influence on Aracene to try to like help her chill out. I don't resist that actually. Okay, you you chill out a bit, Aracene. You're you're sure everything's gonna be okay, and it's not just the GM lying to you this time. <laughs> okay. Um, she like shakes her head and uh, turns to the Tentacat mom and is like, uh, um. Yeah, I can translate. Oh, um, great, um. Um, I, I really, I wasn't, I was, I was just worried about, you know, being in the, in the container and, um, I'm really sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to kidnap your kid. Um, <laughs> I didn't think it would work anyway. I thought you were going to just kill me. Do you translate all this to? I, I clean it up a little. But like your kid is really cool kind of regards you levelly and turns to Grix and first off you were mistaken earlier we are not friends you are food until other food is provided well except for you the other one here is food ah well you know what I yeah food food first friends later that is not usually how this works someone's never eaten at Denny's what what <laughs> it's 
how you make enemies with food real quick. <laughs> okay. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, my, my our other friends are coming. They're going to bring you your food. And you already like the way that this mushroom jerky went. And uh, I promise the rest of it's going to be good, too. Also, what does she mean, kidnapped? Actually, one second. The loudest roar you've ever heard just echoes through this space. From? From our large tent cat friend who was just speaking to you. Greg, so you imagine if you ever heard one of those um, power distribution junctions uh-huh. torn into all of its component pieces while all of its component pieces were being torn in half. That's roughly what this would sound like. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, they just mean that uh, she uh, she got lost down the tunnel with uh, with your your kitten and uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's from the origin is from uh, from kitten napped. So like uh, it means that she she was gonna take your kitten and uh, have it curl up and and uh, take a nap. That is not what that means, creature. Also, Grix, it takes you a second, but you realize that whatever was being yelled was. Like, there was a thought attached to it that was pretty distinct, but it's basically a proper noun. You imagine a smaller-than-this-one tent cat, and somewhere far off you hear a similar metallic screech, like, you know, a train stopping very suddenly. Okay. Cool. And a few seconds later, there's suddenly a third tent cat in here with you. Oh, boy. It immediately turns and starts making angry noises at the tent kitten. <laughs> And Erisene, this is the other one you saw in the room you started in. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now that you have a new friend, hey, Vons and Wealthy. Okay. Vons is getting closer to this glowy thing, yeah? Yeah. Can he make it out? Yeah, it appears to be some sort of waving plant of some sort. Waving plant? Is this like Nernroot or something? What's? <laughs> it reminds you of a vine. Uh-huh. But that's growing underwater, which is different for you. That sounds rad, though. Uh, does it look safe enough to get a sample of? Probably. Oh, wait, nope. Vons is going to swim back up. He wants to find Gex and ask him if Gex has seen this before. Have I seen it before? Yeah, or have has Wealthy seen it before? Vons, how do you phrase the question in character? <laughs> okay, uh, Vons is going to swim up and say, hey, guys, guys. There's Glowvine down here. Anybody seen Glowvine before? Is is that a thing? I'm not. I'm just making it. I don't know if that's a word. It's Vine. It glows. Has anybody seen underwater Glowvine before? No. Glow kelp, perhaps? I don't do a lot of swimming. Do I have any Arcana no- knowledge? Uh, make an intelligence check. Actually, Vaughn, you make one too. Now that you're oh Jesus, it. yeah, I'm stupid. I have. I don't know anything about it. What was your total? Nine. Yeah, you don't know. Botany was for nerds. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't know nothing. Well, all right. So I've rolled an 11, adding int, I imagine. Yep. All right. So we're adding the plus one plus the four. So that's 16 brings and on a prime. Yeah, you've read about this. It does remind you a lot of kelp. Note, there is not a lot of kelp on the arcs, which is why you had to make an int check. All right. And certainly right. none that glows. Mysterious substance down here. Yeah, I'm going to like gather as... And um, yeah, it's glowing. Fine, whatever. We'll risk it. Bond is going to uh, get as much of a sample as he can into his uh, into his bag. All right, you, you swim back down. 
And as you go to take your sample, you kind of look around and see that there are more of these plants extending off in several directions. Am I looking at... Uh... So this 15-foot this hole, are we still talking about? Like... No, it has opened up below there now. Okay. Like you, so... you went down a, a short passage, and you're in some larger underwater space. And um... it is not the only glowing plant down here, and you cannot see the end of it. You have to go down pretty far. You can see that there's a bit of a wall. There's a wall kind of near you on one side, but the rest of it just opens up. Oh, exciting. Um, this is interesting. But, and it's full of various glowing plants, and do you think you see some other things moving around in there that are also glowing? Ooh, okay. So Vaughn's is going to yank his sample and then GTFO. He's going to get back up. All right. Make dex con or strength for speed, depending on what you feel like. Okay. Well, should be dex. Okay, rolled a six. But my dex gives it a plus one plus four on a prime uh, so that's six plus five that's eleven vons you you breach the surface and given you have fleet of foot i'm gonna give this to you you feel you feel something lunge up out of the water at you Ooh. as you're scrambling over and this thing will get one <laughs> but it misses you as you kind of roll to the side <sighs> and wealthy you see this what do i see it looks kind of like a fish Oh god. Fish adjacent. Fishish. Yeah, it has uh, two glowing stripes on its side. It has two large eyes that were focused directly forward at Vaughn's, and a mouth that was about a foot wide that Vaughn's managed to pull his leg out of as it was oh about to god. chomp down. Uh, I give a little squeak. And it uh it disappears back beneath the surface. <sighs> Man, never trust Ian with a pool of water. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out my notebook and I'm going to put in my little OSHA form. We need a sign about killer fish. <laughs> so what are y'all doing now? Well, there was also a door. Uh, hey, hey, Gex, have you ever seen a creature like that before? I don't go swimming a lot. Uh, but when I did, no, yes, yes. I think it was smaller. <laughs> Same idea. Oh, okay. Fish all look the same to me. Think it would have been delicious? I'm, I'm more of a plants person myself, but probably. I don't know. Do you like well, fish check normal? out this glowing kelp I got. Ooh. Was or it just... worth it? Well, considering the cost was almost dying, um, I guess. I sure held the help. hope so. Anyone you walk away from, right? <laughs> you can almost die an infinite number of times. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, what the disembodied voice said. <laughs> I imagine I imagine Grix is actually capable of projecting his thoughts to a degree. I don't know if uh if that was a plan. No, not yet. Give him time. One day. <laughs> All right. So uh yeah, let's check out this door and see what see what that's about. All right. You walk through the door. Vons is gonna check with uh Gex again real quick. Uh, how familiar is this area? You seen this? Uh, maybe. I think I might have. I think there's a. Oh, yeah, there it is. There's a ladder down there. Is that just inside the door or? It, it's, you know, 10 feet down. Actually, it should be further. Like 30 feet down the hallway is a ladder. Okay. That appears to go up into the ceiling again. Oh, cool. More up. We like up. Up is good. Hey, Wealthy, more up. Uh, yay. 
You want to go first this time? Does the ladder reach all the way down to the ground? Yep. This one appears to be in pretty good condition. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to jiggle it around a little bit, see if it moves a lot. Nope. Seems pretty solid. Okay. I'll go up it. All right. Advance will hold it steady. <laughs> so you are climbing up the ladder. Uh, wealthy at the top, there is a hatch. All right. Um, does it have like a doohickey that you have to turn or do I just, can I just lift it? You think you can just lift it. Okay. All right. I'll put my shoulder into it and lift just a little bit. What do I see when I peek up over the edge? As you do that, you hear an incredibly loud screeching metal noise. Uh-huh. You very, okay. you very swiftly hear something else more far off in response. And um, for a brief moment, you think you see a large set of paws of something that was standing directly over this hatch, but then it reappears further away from you and then near a door that is glowing and then disappears again. Oh, shit. I'm going to drop down and uh, very softly let the let the door fall back down. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to whisper, I'm going to say down to Vaughn's, uh, the, the tentacat things, um, I Ooh, just I saw like yeah. one uh-huh. and it disappeared. Okay. And it was making a really loud noise. Did you hear that really loud noise? I bet I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and you heard the not as loud noise responding to it. Um, do we want to go up there? I don't think we got much of a choice. Is is there? It 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 sounds like they're gone. Okay, I'm gonna I'm going up. I don't care. All right, we we got to get out of here. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna very carefully lift. I'm gonna look around. Do I see anything? Um, you see, looks like you're coming out on essentially a large ground level stone walkway around a bunch of small rooms maybe at least there's a bunch of doors going off on your left and looking around you can see that behind you the walkway like goes a little bit further and then turns around a corner okay i'm gonna i'm gonna lift the hatch and 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 i'm gonna look behind the lat the hatch and what do i see uh behind it that that was where the walkway goes and wraps around the corner oh okay there's also another door off of that too Somewhere else. All these goddamn doors. And Wealthy says that out loud. All these goddamn doors. Oh, uh, Wealthy and Vons both make wisdom checks. Vons add your plus two for a keen hearing. Okay. Uh, that's a 21. 19. You both make it. Yay! Is that Erosine talking about how she totally didn't kidnap something? <laughs> where did where did I see where do I see Erosine? You or do I hear Erosine? Uh, you hear Erosine from in front of you in the same direction that one tentacat went. Okay. No, I swear. I swear. It's like, it's fine. It's, <laughs> it's really, we were, they were having fun. I, I yell down to, to Vaughn's, come up here quick. Erosine, maybe Look, Grix they have a her. skull puppet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm climbing up into the hallway. All right. You, you clamber on up. Vaughn's, you do too. Nope. Not yet. Vons is going to yell, shut up, and he's going to uh uh grab his potion of invisibility and he's going to he's going to ask Gex where he is. And and I'm right here. Okay. Okay. Gex, watch this. And then he's gonna uh take a potion of invisibility real quick. Why didn't you do that the entire time? It doesn't last forever. But hey, we can hang out now. What kind of shit is that? You evolved to need clothing and not to be invisible? <laughs> why 
<laughs> it's, it's for parties. It's fine. <laughs> so, You're only visible and wear clothes for parties. Well, when I, when I'm in my part, it's it's wordplay. Uh, so, um, I can't be invisible all the time. Hey, Adam, I hate the implications of that, what you just said. <laughs> oh, no, what did I say? Did I oops? <laughs> oh, why one would need to be only invisible for parties. Oh, no. Oh, I can see why one would be invisible for parties. Well, sure you would. I think Adam meant as a party trick. <laughs> yes, that's what I meant, is that it's a party trick. Um, or or uh, party adventures. Okay. But all right, you're invisible. Hence wordplay, yes. So I'm invisible, and uh, Gex and I can hang out. And um, I wish there were there were a way that I could see Gex and really understand what he was. Is Gex a he, they, their pronouns? You don't know. Okay. <clears throat> Barely matters anyway, um, except for words. Uh, so I uh, I do wish I could see where what, what Gex was doing or whatever, but... I'm going to gesture to Gex that it, maybe Gex can see me. I don't know. Maybe maybe invisible things have a sense of invisible things that I'm not aware of. I'm gonna like kind of gesture anyway or whisper. I'm gonna go up there, and uh, we're we're gonna be in safe places observing things just in case. Oh, are we seeing if her friend gets eaten? I've got friends up there. I don't want my friends eaten, but, well, uh, yeah, but like if they need backup, we get to be able to be the like you know. We, we have the element of surprise. Just in case. I mean, it was we, Foxman, but okay. <laughs> I mean, it'll be fun. <laughs> and, and you know, fun. And Ooh. my friends my friends know the way out better than I do. Saving someone at the last minute when you weren't visible before is very, very acting. Huh? I like it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. His fascination with... Uh... Yeah, and the theater. Uh, yes, <laughs> and uh, uh, I've got I've got a friend up there who's who's uh, fantastic at performance. Ooh, cool! Yeah. Let's go. I'll introduce you. Uh, you know, if they live. Wealthy, you don't know why Vons isn't following you. What are you doing? Uh, I don't really care. I'm trying to find Erisine. All right, <laughs> you, you run on down to uh, the source of the noise, and you see a doorway that is mostly blocked with some you know glowing stuff coming out of it. Or glowing light coming out of it. I do one of those those three three hops as I come to a stop so that I can come back and look in the doorway. Peering in, you can see through a couple of small gaps. You think you see Ericene. You think you see Grix. I think I see, or do I see? You're pretty sure it's Grix. It could be some other kobold. You don't know. It's not a great view. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I can tell the difference between most kobolds and Grix. I mean, you know, I've been living with the guy for weeks. I more meant that you're looking through essentially like you're getting a keyhole view of this room. Oh, okay. Okay. So between the voice and stuff, you're almost positive it's Grix, but like it's hard to visually confirm. And okay. uh, you see the looming shape of a tentacat that appears to uh, have moved a step or two away from Erisene as you okay. kind of pan your view left and right looking in. Can I do a uh, like a wisdom check or something to see if I see wealthy? Sure. While she's doing that, I'm going to look back for and see whether or not Vons has followed me yet. You don't see Vons. Fuck, where is he? Uh, I rolled a 19. 
<laughs> Ericene, you hear someone going, fuck, where is he? <laughs> Outside the door. <laughs> I like, I glance, I, I glance toward the door <laughs> as subtly as I possibly can. And I look back just then and kind of wave. And I like look back at the uh, tentacat and start like shaking my head very, very viciously. Like, no, it's okay. Uh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. I hold up my hands and I say, I understand, you know, in, in a gesture of, I understand you. And I kind of. I kind you, of... you cannot, you don't have enough visible space to communicate okay, via well, hand gesture. Then, then I will put it up in front of my, put my uh, a thumbs up right in front of my face. You see a shape moving outside the door, kind of, Ericene. <laughs> I understand that a shape is moving outside the door. Yeah. All right. Vons, what you up to? Vons is trying to get a decent vantage point. Wants to see what's going on without being seen and letting anybody know. Okay. Are, are you trying to see into the room, too? You know, he's actually going to get into the room. You cannot get through. The door is blocked right now. Oh, is it blocked by Wealthy? It is blocked by fallen objects that Wealthy is peering through. Oh, right, 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 right. Hmm. So you're up near the door. And looking for another way in. Uh, I'm going to ask Gex to help me find another way in if possible. Hmm. I mean, they got in there. Yeah, somehow. Hey, you two. How'd you get in there? (laughs) Who, us? Yeah, you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, there's a... uh, 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 there's a way around? I don't know. That's what I was asking you. Oh, Cat brought me in. Oh, hey, Cat thinks. Hey, Vaughn's and Wealthy. Oh, God. Remember that thing you fought earlier? <laughs> yeah. It is suddenly looming over you. <laughs> and I squeak. <laughs> when you say thing we fought earlier. It looks a lot like the tent cat in the okay. giant magic goop room. You think you actually recognize some of those cuts? Uh, sure but not the uh not the weird fish thing (laughs) no okay okay uh it does does vons feel like the cat can sense him oh you see it sniff the air and it turns its head in your general direction okay uh it is going to shoot tentacles at both of you vons you have a distinct advantage because you are invisible yeah invisible and hopefully quick enough to get well out of the way and this is the dexterity sure yeah dexterity to basically get your ac of 14 okay am, am i rolling sure uh Vons is going to get out of the way and dodge ish or whatever oh that's a nine on the die on dexterity that should pull him up to 15 prime all right so i rolled an attack roll for the ten of cat to determine how this is going to go Vons, what's your AC without that dodge roll? 14. And you succeeded, and Wealthy succeeded. Um, both of you roll a d6 actually and add it to your AC since you succeeded. Four oh. on 14 Joy. is 18. Uh, that's a 12. Total for Wealthy? Yeah. So Wealthy, um, a tentacle grabs you. Oh, God. And Vons, the tentacle, uh, swings above you, and you manage to kind of keep ducked out of the way and not get hit. Okay. You hear a, whatever, I can fit through one of these holes. And <laughs> So what are you doing, Vons? The, the creature's still sniffing around for you, but you have a chance to run away now if you want. Yeah. What, 
am I able to move it? You know, are my hands free? You can or... make a strength check to try to escape this. Uh, yeah, that's not going to work. That's a 11. The tentacle constricts around you. Ah! <sighs> okay. Uh, the modus operandi of these guys so far has been to grab somebody and then disappear and reappear somewhere else and drop them off. Does Does wealthy look hurt? Wealthy looks pinned down. Doesn't look hurt necessarily. Okay. Well, we've both survived this attack before. So while concerned, Vons knows that he can't do anything to get her out of that. Uh, he's going to look around the room. There's the door with, that's largely blocked that mm-hmm. Gex has just moved through. Uh, do I see any other doors? Any other? Yeah, there's other doors lining the space and the walkway goes both directions and wraps around a corner. Okay. So. There's a number of doors you could go through besides this one. All right. Vons is going to pick a door which, based on the layout, could potentially lead into the same chamber that everybody else is in. Okay. So like the next door down? Yeah. Okay. But same side of the hall. And yeah. You go and you just run to the next door down, and it is partially open, so you can kind of push it open and get through without any real issue. Just kind of slide in. Uh-huh. Wealthy. Uh-huh. Your point of view suddenly changes, and you're inside a small room with that goop glow going to it, and you are dropped down onto the floor. Nuts! Ericene and Grix, you have a wealthy. Oh, thank goodness! (laughs) Hi! Hey! Alright. We're trying to make friends! Is is Vons around? There Uh, was another one. (laughs) Vons is is MIA. I have no idea where Vons is. He was right behind me. And then he's not, and I don't know where he's at. Hmm. Okay. Uh. Well. All right. Well. Huh. Okay. So short. Short story. Uh. We 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 made we made best buds with these cats. Uh. We're best friends for life now. Uh. But uh. uh really. Uh. uh mm, eh, kind of. Almost. <laughs> um. Best food for life. Some of our other friends have to bring food to trade for us and our lives. Uh. uh... So. Sorry, I'm really. Not I'm not that food, am I? No, 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 no. Still at a disadvantage. Like, is still, is Grick still like that? That like reduction in. Yes, that is still going. Yeah. Okay. Also, wealthy. What are you thinking about right now? Um. Basically, I'm thinking I really like to not get eaten, and wishing that I had magic missile. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh. So so I sent uh, I sent Bartholomew to uh, get some of our other friends and they're gonna bring some food down and trade it for us and uh, we'll, we'll be all right pretty soon. We just gotta gotta either find Vons or wait for Vons. Well, he was like I said, he was right behind me. We ran into an invisible dude who's got a thing for theater and I'm right here. Then oh, <laughs> oh. yeah, that just Grex the invisible theater dude. It's Gex. Gex. Gex, god damn it. There's a Gex. reason I don't like you, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a reason why he doesn't like me, because we're kind of mutually exclusive from each other. Um, This is Gex. He's invisible. Yo, uh, pleased to meet you. He and Vons hit it off, and Vons is... is uh, I... Oh, oh, he must have... Oh, shit, must have taken an invisibility potion. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for letting me know that. When? You ran away. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> run away. I made it 
Okay, I'm I'm not gonna argue with you <laughs> anymore. You all right, let's uh let's just all take a moment here and uh, catch our breaths and uh 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 either wait or uh do like a do like a little uh uh party out to see if we can find bonds. But uh generally generally we're safe right now and we should just uh just take a moment and uh and and, and chill. So Vons went through that door. Is yep. he? Uh, you, you hear this discussion through a um, small ventilation grate oh. on the wall. There, there's okay. a number of small monitoring machines in this room, and that one is up above one of them. There's actually some pipes running in next to it, or some conduits, but all the conduits are dark. Uh-huh. So I can hear them, but they couldn't hear me. This is not two-way communication. If you yell back, sure. But I'd have to yell, and the cats would probably hear that. Yeah, you forgot your, your cell phone at home, so you can't just text message them. Shit. You do have to make noise to communicate. What are the what are the cats doing? The big one looks agitated and says something to the one that is not a kitten, and that one poofs out. Oh god. And Vaughn's you hear uh some growling in the walkway outside. Uh I turn to Rex and I'm like, What 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 are they still looking for Vaughn's? Uh, what? Are the are the cats looking for Vons? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I, <laughs> I, I told mean, them that all. I was assuming that Grix could understand the cats. Oh, oh, I see what you're. Grix can understand the cats while looking at them. Okay. In observing these uh, these communications, does Vons know that the that the situation is kind of benign at the moment? You'd guess. Your friends aren't screaming in pain, so... Okay, okay. Usually a good sign. Alright, yeah. Um, Vaughn's intuition is still to hide, though. So, I guess he's... I'm gonna start calling, Vaughn's! Vaughn's, it's alright! Vaughn's, you owe me an acting. I'm gonna <laughs> shake my head, like, really, really hard, and be like, it's, I mean, it's okay. If he wants to stay hidden, that's fine. <laughs> He's not going to do anything, right? And she, like, looks around, like, really serious face, like, he's not going to do anything, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How long does this invisibility potion last? I think it's just a few minutes. Let me check. Oh, right. It ends if you attack any creature. Okay. Which he hasn't. Mm -hmm. And I, I think he'd know better than to do that. Uh, but it doesn't end over time at all? Not according to my reading of this. Oh, jeez. So he could just be all invibitals for... Sorry, I misspelled that. He could be all invisible. You hear something sniffing outside the door of the room you're in. <sighs> Is the door closed? I'm, I'm sure he would have closed it on the way in. Okay, um, sure, it's closed. Gosh, yeah, he. I don't have a good reason for him to, to make himself vulnerable. He's scared. All right. He's very, very scared right now. Ew, Cobalt. Yeah. Did I go, like, look for him? Uh, I mean, he's skittish, so, uh, like, uh, if you just let him, let him chill, he'll, he'll come out eventually. All right, uh, hmm. I mean, he owes me an acting, so we gotta find him. Well, he'll, he'll come out. What does that mean? You know, an acting. <laughs> when you do No, an I acting. don't know what that, I don't, I mean... I've been to the theater, you but... You clearly haven't. 
Excuse you? <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Heresy? This guy is irritating. So, Bonds, you are cowering. <laughs> You're hearing this argument. <laughs> Something is snuffling outside the door. <sighs> and from somewhere far off, you hear, Hey, where are you guys? And Vaughn's knows that voice. That is green. And that's when you hear that thing that was outside your door growl very loudly. Oh no. And that's where we'll end the episode. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Primary Attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've just heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. Questions, comments, feedback? Want to just let us know that we got our rule wrong? Don't do that last one, but you can email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod or on Twitter at primeattribute or at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for every one of our memes, hopefully all dank, but possibly otherwise. Castles and Crusades is published by Trollord Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Our logo was designed by Adam. Editing this week by Ian. That's me. Thank you, me. You're pretty great. We hope you listen again next time to Primary Attribute. Your train diet looks to be pretty well constructed, except for three bricks. <laughs> except for three bricks that are stiff. Fucking shit. <laughs> three, so three bricks that are sticking out. Yes. <laughs>